All right, boys, we're back with another uh, pod episode. We got we're at the mayor's office right now, so we're gonna do the mayor of Miami. He's a huh. he's a really cool guy. I met him uh, a few times. You I saw him, him at the Trump. Yeah, he he was there after we did the Trump podcast. He was yeah. at like the fundraiser or whatever it was. Um, I met him at uh, it was UFC weekend and Dave Grutman. We had like a dinner at Gecko. I saw that. And like the mayor came, Dana came, <clears throat> like a bunch of cool people came, and. Uh, that that's when I first met him. He's I like saw. really cool, and I I was just talking to him, and it was like, it's really cool, like how on fire Miami is in like every way as like a city. I just think that in the in being a mayor, you have to be like little like bipartisan. When I noticed too, like I posted like I mixed him in my like feed post on IG Carousel, and so many Miami birds hit me up. But when you posted him, yeah, they're like, oh, you how know, is that possible? You know, you know the mayor? No, well, just like mayor? if you're like if you're boys with a mayor, like. You're like, it's not going to hurt like when you're out wheeling Miami. Girls. What's the biggest power the mayor holds? Up? Well, dude, that's what I want to ask him. I don't. It's it's Mayor Francis, though. Like, he's like a beauty. Like, he's jacked. Like, he's good. Apparently like, he trains. I feel, like, I feel like we would pass the line in Gecko. We would pass him in the line, though. I feel like Grutman would do that, though. Do you think so or no? I want to know, know, like, you could ask him what levels to this. Like, do there? you think we would have you're a saying better... you have more sauce than the mayor of Miami? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if I mean, we you to, just said that if we're at live, we're probably going to have a better table than him. Oh, you think if we're out? Yeah, I mean, is that fair? Well, he could join us, though. I'm just saying, bro. I don't yeah. think so. I think the mayor can walk in anywhere at any time. Oh, definitely he can. 100%. We'll see. No line, nothing. <laughs> Straight through the back door. We'll see what he, we'll see what mayor, he can do here. Bro. I wonder if he abuses that power. Yeah. He's in charge of the city. I lived here for a year and a half, okay? A lot of <laughs> what does that mean? That doesn't mean you're in charge of the city. Of, I've seen a lot of shit. Okay. Met a lot of people. Got it. You're definitely not in charge of the city, though. City fell off when I left, bro. Oh, it fell off. You gonna tell him that when he pulls up? <laughs> yeah, sure. You should. That should be the first thing you say. Listen, I've been gone for about a year. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing around here, but you should tell him that, dude. <sighs> do you even know what a mayor does, honestly speaking? Yeah, bro. What do they do? Comes. I'm not even trying to trip you. I'm gonna ask him because I, I don't, don't know well, myself. I actually don't know either. I'm gonna ask him myself. I'm sure I, a lot of people don't. I'd know. love to tell you, but I'd actually like to hear what you think the mayor does first. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because you don't know the I answer, do know. it's fine. I know, dude. I don't know the answer. I'm telling you. He like fucking signs documents and stuff, bro. Yeah, but exactly. Like, what are those documents? Like, That's he passes question. like a Miami bill. If, like, if Miami wants to keep the bars open till six a.m., he signs that. Okay. And approves of that. But like, who's who's all agreeing to that? You know what I'm saying? Like, to he, make yeah. Those. How much authority does the mayor? Like, how much like fuck that, you authority does the mayor that's really what I have? you're like the mayor of zoo culture so yeah you know but I mean? can't, so so that's true like i own it i can close does he could walk to any business and be like this bitch is closed down now can he do that yeah i think so damn that's power in miami well i'm sure know. he's got to have like a reason for it though yeah dude i'm curious i actually don't know i really don't know it's pretty funny we're going uh from interviewing the mayor straight to booby trap you he comes do you think he'll come to Booby Trap? That would be no, crazy. Absolutely not. I mean, they probably pay a lot of taxes. Like, yeah, for sure, bro. You think he would go? Yo, you know, I don't think so. I'll tell you one no. thing. I do know, the mayor of Denver owns the biggest strip club in Denver, Shotgun Willie's. I wonder how yeah. that works. Denver's a dump, though. You know? Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. in Miami. The mayor comes in with the sauces fit I know. in the room. What the heck? Yeah, I know, man. Listen, I'm. I, I'm well, it's I'm, a Saturday too, right? It is Saturday. Oh, yeah. It's you, uh, you know, I'm 45. I'm not 105. Are you normally so, suited up? Yeah, okay. But it's it's F1 weekend, so Formula One is in town, so Damn. Um, it's all good. I always, I'm branded, man, so I got to get the branded. This is I know. The logo. You guys are very hospitable. Yeah, how's it going? Thank you. No problem. Cuban yeah, coffee's, coffee's right away. Really good, too. So you, you know about the Cuban coffee now? 
Yeah, our security this, always, uh, Chris, always gives me some right. too. It's fire. What's that, dude? You're it's taking a shot. It's a green shot. This is. This is I want to talk about this. No, magic I mean, mine. Yeah. You never heard of magic mine? No, no, no. What no, is I've that? Magic mine. It's like a. It's like I don't know. Help you, you look think. like matcha, like a, adoptogens, nootropics, and immunity. Yeah, you look like that kind of guy, like fully workout <laughs> gym bro. Like no, you train every day. Out, man. <clears throat> you look like the poster boy for a Miami mayor. Well, thank you. So I'll tell you a funny story. This is actually a, real, a true story and funny story. I was uh, oh, yeah. doing a conference and uh, I was uh, I met Oliver Stone, the director. So apparently he had done a movie in the eighties. My dad was a mayor through Scarface or whatever, and uh, you know we're, we're we're talking and you know telling me how about how, my dad was a mayor in, in the eighties. So he's telling me about yeah. he's telling me how whatever my, he knew my dad and all that stuff. And I said, look, and he. he I was like, look, you know, if you ever need a mayor in one of your movies, I'm, I'm game. You know, he goes, oh no, you're too good looking, and <laughs> to be in one of his movies. <laughs> no, he, he was telling me that. Oliver, oh, okay. Oliver Stone. I'm like, um, okay, and he's like, uh, yeah, you could be like, a, like a cartel boss or like, a, like a hitman. I was like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a little crazy. Oliver Stone. No, well, we thought. Uh- we thought it'd be really cool to to have you on. I know we met at a first time we met was at Gecko, right? I was yeah. telling the audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a dinner at a Gecko with Dave Grutman and Dana White came through. You came through. Groot shoes, man. Oh, nice. Yeah, shout go. out Dave, obviously. Yeah, yeah of course. But uh, no, you're just like a very like unique mayor and like leader and just like the way you kind of carry yourself yeah. and everything. So I think it'd be cool to have you on. And just what really made me want to have you on was when me and you were talking at dinner. And you were talking about all the statistics yeah. about Miami and how well the city's doing. Yeah, it's incredible. And I was just like, I don't know, the, the facts were like pretty crazy to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's amazing what's happening here. It's, uh, you know, I, I think uh, what we're seeing in the world and in, and and particularly in this country is what I call quad generational disruption. Right? Is it's the world is changing very rapidly. It's very disruptive, and uh, I think we're going from a from a highly industrial economy to an increasingly digital economy. I mean, what you guys are doing on the content side. Is incredible. It's incredibly different, and um, you know we want to position ourselves as a city to take advantage of that. For you know, my children, I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old, and sort of for the next generation. Um, and so we're number one in the nation right now in Gen Z tech workers. We're number number one in the nation tech job migration. Um, we have uh, the lowest per capita homicide rate since 1964, and this year we're like 40 percent below that number. Um, and number Since one, 1984, 1964, 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low, lowest per capita. That's pretty so good. crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. That's amazing. and uh, you know we're uh, number one in wage growth in the country, and I think our unemployment rate is 1.7 percent. So I mean, the city's is is doing phenomenally well. Obviously, now we have a, a tremendous amount of activity in terms of events. Uh, F1 that's in town. Formula One now. Uh, before that, uh, we've had Milken, Aspen, FIA. UFC was just here. UFC, Dana came by. They broke all first the records. First time in tw- 20 years? First time in 20 years. I think they, the first time they came, they had like a $400,000 gate. Wow. This year, they did $12 million, which which I think is, if not number one, it's one of the top gates that they've ever had uh, in history. So, uh, you know, I just, I think, it, you know, Miami right now is the place to be. It's It's literally the hottest city in america and arguably one of the hottest cities in the country everyone's so proud if you live here like every time i come to visit here everyone's so proud to like live here too like they convince you to stay they tell you why it's such a great city if you go back to like other cities and we travel a lot right you don't really like get that in every city you go to where people are really proud to like 
live here. You know, it's interesting. It's cool. like, so I'm the first mayor of Miami that was actually born in Miami. So we've been we've been in existence as a city for 127 years approximately. And uh, and that's interesting because 70% of the people that live in Miami were not born in Miami. And I think that's also interesting um, because it means that we, like you said, we, we, we love like bringing people in. We're, we're very uh, hospitable. Um, you know, we, uh, as a culture, uh, we, um, you know, we're, we're very accepting and, uh, and, and we are proud of, of being Miamians. We are proud of like what we've built here. It's amazing. That's crazy. You're the only Mi- Miami mayor that, that was born in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 127 years. Wow. And, and first father and son. My dad was mayor from 85 to 93. My dad was, so it was a first father and son mayor and the first mayor ever born in the city. It's crazy. Does, does, does having like a father who, who had done it prior make it easier for you to be able to do it? Um, I, I think so. I mean, I think, look, I, if my dad wasn't the mayor, I, I'm not so sure that I would want to be the mayor. You know, I think a lot of people in my generation just took a pass on politics for a lot of good reasons and obvious reasons. It's kind of like a, it can be, it seems sometimes like a thankless uh, task, but it's, uh, but, it's, but it's actually quite the opposite. It's very fulfilling. You get to help a tremendous amount of people. You get to build an ecosystem which impacts people's lives. I mean, yesterday I was at an event where somebody was thanking me for the way that their life turned out, that they had met me, you know, 13 years ago um, before I became a councilman and that they attribute a lot of success in their own life to, to interactions that we had and to the, the ecosystem that we built. So um, when, you, when, you, when you think about those numbers that we talked about, homicides, growth, technology <coughs> growth, those are people. You know, yeah. like they're numbers, but they're people, right? Like the fact that we have less homicides means less people died in your city. You know, it's profound. The fact that we're number one in wage growth means that everybody in Miami is making more money, right? Uh, and stuff like that. So it's, 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 it, it, to me, it's a compensation that's way more than financial success. The, the crime stats are really interesting to me. Can you repeat this, that just yeah. the homicide one again? So homicide, we're in the lowest per capita since 1964, meaning on a per capita basis, on a per person basis. It's never been safer to be a Miamian since last year, 2022, for the last, since 1964. How does that compare to other, like, major cities in the U.S.? Oh, man, I think, I think the like major Chicago cities in the U.S. are struggling, like, man. They're struggling big time. What, what do you think that is? Like, what's the difference between, like, the way you're running it and, like, the yeah. mayor of Chicago or something, who so, I know gets a shit ton of flack? Yeah, I think it's a lot of things. I think the first thing is we never got into this defund police movement. You know, a lot of people across America got into like defund police. We didn't get into that. That was the stupidest thing. It's be. crazy. And it's like, never, it was just stupid. Supporting police has never been political, right? Like, you know, I, I, we have, you know, you know, inner cities in our, in our city. And I've never been to an inner city neighborhood where the people there have told me, we want to see less police officers. They're always like, we want to see more. We want, we want to have more officers. We think the wealthy neighborhoods have more officers. So, so you never see that. And so I think we never got into that. We support our law enforcement. They have the hardest job in America. Um, when you consider how much they make and you and you compare that to the risk that they take and when you compare that to the scrutiny that they're under, I mean, they literally work with a camera. I mean, I know you guys are used to working with a camera following you around, but, you know, it's not all the time like yeah, them, right? Yeah, all the time. I yeah. mean, nine to five, you know, whenever they're working, they have a camera on and everything they do, they rewind it. They're like, oh, did they do this right? So there's a tremendous amount of scrutiny. Yeah. And one of the things I'm proudest of is um, you know, last year we only had 237 officer-related complaints. The year before that, it was 280. Uh, so we went down 15%. But what was re- what's really impressive is we have 330,000 citizen interactions. So when you compare, like, if you think about any job, any business, where if, if, if your customer service was you have 330,000 interactions and only 237 complaints, 
I mean, that's phenomenal. So we just, I feel like we just don't give them enough credit. Uh, I also think the fact that we have a low, hum, uh, you know, a, a low uh, unemployment rate, uh, the fact that we're ranked, I know these things may sound silly to some, but like happiest city in America, healthiest city in America. You can talk about working How do you define that, happiest? It's just the, the rankings that come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Dude, it's the sun. Yeah. It's got to be the sun. It's, it's definitely the sun. Yeah. It's definitely related to it. No, you've never seen a depressed tan guy. Yeah. yeah. It's like vitamin D, vitamin D. But uh, but yeah, absolutely. No, I think, and, and health. I mean, we talk about working out, like there's no doubt that, uh, you know, we, we do something called the Mayor's Fit Series. So I do a Mayor's Challenge every week. I put out a workout, a limited equipment workout that we put out on social. And then we highlight gyms throughout the city. So sometimes it's CrossFit, sometimes it's uh, yoga, sometimes it's whatever. Um, we've, you know, supplement, whatever. You know, we do, we do a variety of stuff because we want people to focus on health. Listen, mental health, I think in this country is one of the biggest problems, right? And, it's uh, fucking, usually, it's yeah. important and, too. And substance abuse, right? Like the combination of those two, and they're interrelated. If you're, if you're yeah. suffering mentally, you go to the substances to like, like make yourself feel better, right? And I think, you know, it's important. We, we don't talk about it enough in this country and we don't dedicate it enough energy and time and everything is about medicine. It's like, there's a problem, take medicine as opposed to work out as opposed to, you know, even go out in the sun, like you were saying, you know, like do something that's healthy that doesn't involve medicine. You know what I mean? It doesn't involve, yeah. you know, these things. But we're that's so, we're crazy, so, yeah. we're so stuck on that. Like huge that, that, so, I mean, that, that business cycle, really the whole pharmaceutical. It's what it is. It's a huge business cycle. So it, that's the frustrating part is like, of course, people should know that the actual fix, not necessarily for all mental ailments is like training, working out and it's a sun, but we get so caught up in just trying to like, fucking band-aid it instead of actually make it better yeah like like no like in, for kids for example resiliency right like you know sometimes adversity is adversity is not a bad thing it's how do you handle the adversity right and i think what happens is we don't teach our kids skills on resiliency on how to deal with adversity um which leads to mental health issues obviously you know we love these things but they're they're you know they're they're a challenge you know particularly for the next generation for my kids yeah um, if i let my son play video games literally all day long from the moment he woke up to the moment he went to bed, it would be, yeah. you know, game How old is he? Yeah. He's nine. Yeah, yeah. So, so I try to put him in sports, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and do healthy things so that he can, he can develop that way. Why do you think overall we got like, just, it seems like as a whole country, right? We got so far away from like basic things that are just really good for us as people. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's. I think it has to do with uh, you know the pharmaceutical industry. I think it has to do with uh, it's, it's a profit making business. And I also think, and I'll say this, and and, and I'm not, I'm never critical of doctors because my father in law is a doctor, my two brother in laws are doctors, and I have a sister that's a doctor. But there's a tendency among doctors, and I think this is like prior generation. I think it's starting to change in this generation, which is when you have a sickness, there needs to be medicine, right? Like this, it's, it's sickness medicine, yeah. right? As opposed to, well, how are you eating? Are you sleeping enough? Are you, you know, exercising at all? You know, there's just no sort of holistic approach, in my opinion, oftentimes uh, to the problem. It's more like if you're feeling bad, take a this pill. is the pill that you take, yeah. right? Exactly. Why is that? Yeah, it's so weird, right? I think, I think humans just, I mean, technology, all this stuff, we just got so caught up in like, just like fixing thing as fast as possible like a like a fix a pill like you know if you're like okay yeah. how do you lose weight take a pill how do you exactly. lose this what's the easiest way for me yeah, to do this exactly. the, and on, the, on that note yeah. too i think like we should talk about like the covid thing too because i think that was like i was gonna bring that up i just want to kill it no no for sure yeah. i think i think that was like a big thing during covid too was like because i know brad you could <laughs> Huge tell a story thing. after about your gym yeah. too but 
they didn't promote any other types of how to like kind of deal with COVID and you know strengthen your immune system. It was all just yeah until one two thing years only, after right? they're like yeah. oh this is also really important. Well, they also didn't explain that the comorbidity for COVID was a, a, obesity was a big comorbidity. In other words, like people who didn't take care of themselves were at higher risk of suffering yeah. like serious complications or death. Right. Right. And I think that again goes back to the basics. Right. Like if you take care of yourself, if you if you you know you do the very basics, then you you have a a much better chance of of having better outcomes in a variety of different health settings yeah well that's the thing yeah i kept my gym open during the whole pandemic and i was like i just it, you didn't understand the whole thing was like we're trying to f like fix a problem that is everyone's already kind of having Congrats regardless in la i'm okay. in la i'm in california cool I was just um there. so we're trying to fix this like problem with like just the thing that we at the same time didn't even know was going to work or not yet where it's like the base problem is just like being healthier yeah and I, obviously people died you can't take that away from what happened but I just find it so interesting, like the stats of things, and then yeah. people are so afraid of like the the dying at like this tiny, tiny percent, and then like all these other things that are killing them anyways, like high blood pressure, heart disease that people don't worry about or think yeah, about yeah. because it's not some sort of televised pandemic thing. Yeah, I have I have an interesting gym COVID story. So I was the first person in Miami to test positive for COVID, um, which is crazy. Is that a, that's a fact? that's a fact, um, or one or two, first or second one. Well, it's kind of dope. It's a crazy story. So um, the president of Brazil comes to Miami, um, and we receive him, right? You gave it to the president of Brazil? Too? No, no. He oh, gave it, it to you. They gave it to me. Yeah. He didn't give it to me. Someone on his staff gave it to me. Come on, man. So, it's always so, the fucking Brazilians, man. Wow. So so he comes to Miami. He actually had met. He had gone to Mar-a-Lago that weekend. He comes to Miami on Monday. I'm with his delegation Monday and Tuesday, and- uh, the following Thursday, there's a report that his press secretary has COVID. So, so I get a call and they're like, hey, we want you to, uh, to take a test and we want you to quarantine. And I'm like, meanwhile, nobody had gotten COVID in Miami. So it was like, what do I need to quarantine for? Like, you know, I feel fine. I feel 100%. And they're like, uh, yeah, no, you're going to have to quarantine for 14 days. And like, imagine like 14 days, you're the mayor. You're like, what do you mean 14 days? And no one's days? done it yet. Yeah, and nobody's gotten yeah. it. So I'm like, what do you mean 14 days? Just in case. So they're like, take a test. I was like, okay, I'll take the test. No problem. So I take the test and uh, I get a call the next morning. Oh, and by the way, it turns out that I was in a picture with the guy. So, you know, there's, there's no denying they that, got I was, you. that I was around the guy, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so I was like, okay, so sure. I was around the guy. I'll take, the, I'll take it. So the next day they call me in the morning. He's like, yeah, you're, uh, you're positive. And I was like, uh, are you sure? <laughs> and I swear to you, the guy goes to me, I'm 98% sure. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. You need to be 100% sure because this is like a big deal. And this is going to like, I mean, I'm in, I interact with thousands of people. Like, I'm, you know, this was before social distancing or any of that stuff. I'm like, this is going to cause a serious problem. And the guy, the guy, he really literally said, mm, I'm 100% sure. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. So I, I had to, you know, obviously I had to, I had to say it. And, uh, but the gym part about it is everybody in my, so I, I wait, wait what was the response when you announced it? Oh no, people went like, it was crazy. And how, it was, how did you announce it? I think I announced it by like, uh, I think I announced it on, on virtually. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. So I, I was doing, I was in, I was quarantined for, remember this is at the big, this is literally at the beginning. This was March 12th of 2020. Yeah. Okay. This is. It was like scary. That's when people were like, where I lived, I, I was in LA. People were like. I was one of the first people in the stores, country. Huge lines, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like buying I the, up the I whole think store. I was the first politician in America. I was also like the fourth person to donate plasma um, in the country. 
And uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was, um, so yeah, so, so yeah, it was pretty bonkers. But, yeah. but the gym part about it was I felt bad because everybody in my gym freaked out. They had to close the gym. They eventually closed all the gyms, uh, but they initially had to close that gym. And then from that point forward, I just worked out at home because I just- I should have kept my gym open. Dude. I, I, I feel bad, man. I feel bad. Like, I, I feel like, you know, I felt bad for them. You when, know? when it was during COVID, like you say the gyms closed, like whose decision was that? Like, did you have any authority in so, like what stayed open or yeah, like what kind so, of authority so, did so, you have You know, COVID? I think people forget, um, they have kind of like selective memory about what happened. Like you said, you know, at that moment, everybody was freaked out. Oh yeah. So the general recommendation thing. was shut everything down. I think everybody did that from the governor yeah. to the, to, to the county mayor, to, to us. And there was a period of time where everything was shut down. Um, you know, I at think the beginning, it was more about the hospitals were overcrowded. The hospitals That's were overcrowded. That's why we were social distancing yeah, for a bit, the hospitals right? were overcrowded. You saw what was happening in New York. We saw what was happening in Italy. Um, in Italy, people were dying like left and right. Yeah. And, and it was, there was definitely a run on the hospitals. And I would say throughout the process, that was one of the biggest concerns that we had, right? It was our hospital system. Mm -hmm. Can they manage? And we were constantly looking at that on a regular basis. Yeah, that'd be the, that was like the number one consideration. So yeah, so what type of like, how was handling COVID in general? Like that was like probably one of the craziest things it, it, of the it, century. It, it like, was tough because we didn't, I, I don't feel like we had that much support. So we had to like basically invent our own like epidemiologist, uh, not invent the epidemiologist. We obviously, we, we, we brought people from the university system, but we had to invent kind of like our own team to deal with it. And then I, I always felt like I was the only person in the room that was, kind of like articulating the economic side of it, right? Because like you're saying, you have to close down your gym. There's an economic side, which is, yeah, there's a risk, but you have to balance that risk with the economic uh, impact, right? Of like shutting down the entire universe, right? In a given moment. So um, I, I think that was a, a mistake that there wasn't enough economists in the room that are saying like, hey, look, you know, this disease has this much morbidity, but at the same time, it has this much of an impact on the economy, right? So I think, Miami and, and Florida were relatively open compared to everybody else. Miami, for sure. I was yeah, going to say, I mean, for we, sure. would, we would come here and it was like kind of almost like, yeah, not normal, but it was yeah, no, we L, were. compared to LA or other cities. It was like, totally. You know, and, and I think it benefited us because I think, you know, at the end, sure. we're number one in pandemic recovery. So when you consider like the stats again, economic, we're number one in pandemic recovery. And I think part of the reason why is because people decided at that moment, that it was a watershed moment because people decided at that moment, wait a second. Maybe I don't have to be in New York or in, or in California to do certain things. Like, for example, if you're, in, if you're in finance, maybe you don't have to be in New York to do finance. Or if you're in uh, uh, venture, maybe you don't have to be in California to do venture. And I remember Ken Griffin specifically coming to Palm Beach and basically taking over the Four Seasons in Palm Beach. And I think, and he's a huge market maker. What, what biggest, does he do? Uh, he runs Citadel. Okay. Massive company. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, he's arguably the big, one of the biggest market makers in terms of, uh, of buying and selling of stocks. And, uh, and so he, when he left, I think people for the first time realized that you didn't have to be physically somewhere to be successful. Like, like New York could literally overnight like move to Miami or so could Silicon Valley. And right around that same time, somebody put out a tweet on December 4th that said, what if we move Silicon Valley to Miami? And I responded, how can I help? And that was like... Well, that super, was a big shift that whole super time. Super viral. I feel like, yeah. super viral. would you say Miami, like COVID kind of like made Miami in a way? Like it, it, it was a big part of it because the remote work phenomenon, yeah. people leaving, 
Um, and then it, and then I call I have something I call the flymo effect, which is flywheel plus FOMO combined, flymo, right? Like the flymo effect of people just sort of saying, hey, wait a second, there's something special going on here. I gotta be and here too. This, yeah. This place that we've always loved to come visit and have a good time at is now a place where you could do serious work. And so now we moved in about two years, and this is a rough estimate, about three trillion in assets under managed companies to Miami. It's about 130 plus companies, nine billion in wages. It's so crazy. I have a question on that, like migration of people yeah. to, a, to a different state or yeah. city. Um, like I would talk about opening gyms in different places and I'm from California. So yeah. I talked about opening a gym in Texas and I would always get comments where people would be like, don't California, my Texas, which is like, don't, yeah. which is something I would I never do. Obviously I, I, I was going to Texas cause yeah. I wanted to yeah. see a little bit different scenery. So my question to you is, can, can enough people move from like a place like let's say California and like change the dynamics of that city as far as like what's yeah. happening or what's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Great question. So I'll, t I'll give you a, an interesting story from my background and I'll, and I'll tell you how it all played out in Miami. Yeah. So my parents came from Cuba, right? My dad came at 12 and my mom at seven. Fleeing communism, right? This idea that like, just give me all your property, give me all your business, don't worry, we'll make everybody equal. It never works, Yeah. right? It made everybody equal, right? Equally poor and equally miserable, yeah. right? So my view of it is if you're getting up and leaving, and you're leaving and you're bringing your family, which is like a huge decision in your life, you're not going to some place to redo what yeah. you left, yeah. right? So I, I, you know, people would always say that, oh, be careful, Mayor, you're inviting all these people from all these blue states, right? Yeah. And I said, trust me, the people that are coming here are not coming here, trust me. They're not making, so, so let me, sh so I'll tell you the facts. So in 2016, the presidential election, uh, President Trump lost Miami-Dade County to Hillary Clinton by 30 points, okay? This is in 16. I got elected in 17, okay? 30%? He lost by 30%, right? He lost by 30 points. I got elected in 17. In 2018, DeSantis loses Dade County by 20 points, 10 points better, right? In 20, former President Trump loses to Biden by eight points, right? Yeah. In 22... Marco and DeSantis win Dade County by 10 points. So it's a 40-point swing, which is huge in politics. Like wow. You have no idea how big that is. So even DeSantis, 30% difference, just him? Well, yeah, it, it, yeah. but it's, it's just the Republicans, right? Yeah. So, so basically, Republicans went from negative 30 yeah. to plus 10 in six years. So that migration is people that were Republican or people that became Republican coming to Miami saying, we want these policies. We're, we have the lowest tax rate in history. We keep people safe. We talked about the crime numbers. And then we focus on the economy. We focus on innovation. Like we want to make sure that our economy fits the moment and, and creates the maximum amount of prosperity for the maximum amount of people. How do you see that playing out in like the next election, 2024? Do you think that streak continues in Miami-Dade? I do. I do think. I, I, I don't see it reversing. You know what I mean? I, I think um, unless something changes... Right. And I don't see anything changing. I think, look, we've, we've built a great city. I think, you know, look, people often ask me, well, what's, what's the formula for success, which I just sort of articulated. Right. But the real formula for success is courage. Right. Because, right. because you have to have courage to implement the policies that create that kind of prosperity. And you have to fight a narrative, which is that socialist narrative, right. Which is, you know, when things are not going well for somebody, just take it from someone else and give it to them. You know, I, I always remember the, you know, it, right? I mean, that's what it is, right? And so, like, I always remember, like, this whole, 
example that someone told me when I was a kid. It was like, let's say you're in class and you study hard, right? And at the end of the year, you're, you know, you, you got great grades. You get it. You're, you know, somebody's going to get an A, someone's going to get a, a C and someone's going to get an F, right? And let's say that the teacher at the end of the year says, everyone who got an A who worked hard, guess what? You're going to get a C. And everybody who didn't do anything, guess what? They're going to get a C. What do you think everybody's going to do? The people who work hard are either going to leave or they're not going to work hard anymore. And the people that don't do anything, they're like, I'm not going to do anything. Even the people that got C's are like, I'm not going to do anything either because everybody's getting the same thing that I have. So yeah. the, the, the problem Pretty with communism- right? You're conditioning people <laughs> yeah, to not like, want to work. The problem with communism is it ends up being a huge disincentive for production. And that's what made, look, our country's not perfect, but we, we're the best country on the planet. And, you know, Winston Churchill once said, democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others, meaning we haven't found a better one. And, uh, and it's hard. Democracy is hard because there's a lot of division right now in the country. So much. So much. And I think, frankly, our enemies are the ones that are benefiting. I think if you're China, if you're Russia, if you're North Korea, if you're, um, you know, uh, any of these countries, Iran, that hates us, the best thing that we can do for them is to be divided, right? Because it means we're half as strong. We were just yeah. talking about that in the car. We're like, yeah. we kind of said like, the U.S. society is like kind of like slowly crumbling in front of everyone's eyes. Yeah. And like some people see it and some people don't. Like we're just at an all time. I have a couple of theories on that. of time right now. Yeah, I have a couple of theories on that. One is we spent 80% of the time arguing about the 20% of the things that we don't agree on. Right. Instead Bro. of 80% of the time focusing on the 80% of the stuff that we do agree on. Right. And like how do we create prosperity? How do we make life better for people? So I think that's part of it. I think I, I I do believe, and I'm not like a like a huge conspiracy theorist, but I do believe that our enemies abroad are using our social channels to divide us. I think that's the only logical answer, right? It's Is huge. that like foreign entities must have some sort of influence over our media? Listen, the TikTok thing, I, 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 it's very controversial, but the sophistication in AI to to try to use our preferences, everything that we do against us, it's real. I mean, I'm telling you, that part, it's not, it's, not, it's not conspiracy theory, right? It's marketing. If you think about it, it's not even like, and marketing is about influence, right? Like if you can predict what somebody wants to buy, you know, this is, this is a local brand, a, a local barbershop that came up with this God is good concept, right? Like if you, if you, if you can predict what people want to buy, you can, you can put it in front of them, right? And then they'll buy it, right? So they're making the choice, but you're serving them based on a ton of different data points that they're looking at right? Because of what you've looked at before, because of what you're doing. So it's extremely sophisticated. And they think that our weakness is that they can feed us information and we're just going to buy it, right? And, and frankly, that's what we've been doing. So we've got to kind of toughen up a little bit. We've got to kind of get smarter. But why do you think that would relate to like certain, you know, political things or things that are like issues in the world? What, what would that relate to? Like, as far as the division on social media and how the algorithms work, and you think it's like, because, like, how do you make some division of, like, some negative topic, right, sell someone something? Well, I, I think, I don't know the, you know, the sort of intricacies of how the technology works specifically. But I do know that, like, I mean, if you think about, for example, just products, right? Like, yeah. you're talking about or you search something and then all of a sudden for the next for 14 days, you know, that thing that you search for, you're getting different sort of on Instagram, you, you get it all Not the time. Not even search, like, like say yeah. out loud to your friend and your phone. Or, or, or like, like, let's say, for example, you see some tennis that you like or whatever, some, a shirt that you like, and it's a, you know, it's a collared shirt or whatever. For the next two weeks, you get collared shirt from different manufacturers that are sent, you know, that are feeding you that stuff. And maybe you like one and you buy it. Right. So there, it's not that complicated, but it's based on your own clicking, right? What, what you click on. 
Well, I know that's definitely happened. I was just talking about because you were. I thought you were trying to relate it to the, like, the division that we all have. Yes. So, 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 so the way I would relate it to that is, you know, there's a variety of of issues that are divisive. Yeah. Right. Culture issues, for example. You yeah. know, you, you know, you, these cultural issues are extremely divisive. Right. People are very fired up about them. But the social issues. The right? social issues. But but do they do they help people find a job? Do they help? Do they make America better or worse? Right. Like. I don't, I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying that they're inappropriate to talk about, but do, do they have to be everything that we talk about? Do they dominate every single conversation, right? And I think if you're an enemy of the country and you're trying to divide us, you're going to constantly feed that, that those kinds of issues that are divisive. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We were saying one of the hottest topics, and you don't got to speak too much on it if you don't want to, but we're even like the transgender topic. It's like, I, I thought it represents like one percent of maybe the exactly. population. That's a great. That's a but great somehow example. Somehow it's like eighty-five percent of the conversation. That's right? A like everything example. you see is like we're debating about that. We're debating about that. We're that, talking about it. We're talking about that, it right now. That's a perfect example. And and I think there's got to be an easier way to solve that issue without it becoming so divisive, right? Like in competitions, it's pretty clear that someone who is a man or we were just talking about shouldn't this, yeah. necessarily be competing against women, right? That's that's the sports that, things to me. It's just should, so obvious. That should be pretty it's simple, right? Or like, for example, um, you know, not teaching kids sexuality at a very young age, right? Like, or, or letting the parents like do that. that. That's those are pretty basic things. That it's the same thing as as the uh, defund police, right? Like, there's never this is never used to be controversial, and now all of a sudden it's controversial. It makes no sense. Yeah, that's it's scary. Bro. I don't get it because it's yeah. like the like we talk about the kids thing. It's like there's someone already so impressionable of, of anything, like. Said, I'm a parent. I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. I don't want anybody talking to my kid about, like, in school about sexuality. Is that, like, happening now? I, I presume it's happening at some level, which is why this is all being discussed. But I, I never thought it was such a huge problem until it became part of the everyday conversation, right? And it's like, and then it seems like the media will cherry pick, oh, there's a school here or a school there. And it, 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 it makes, like you said, like an isolated incident look like it's a huge issue, right? Like, I remember one year um, we had a series of like shark attacks, right? And if you, you know, shark attack is a rare occurrence, right? Thankfully. Yeah. But but it, but if it, if it's a slow news day, and there's a shark attack in Australia, then there's a shark attack in the Gulf of of coast of Florida, then there's a shark attack. You know, it can dominate the news cycle in the absence of other news right uh -huh. and then it's like oh my god you can't go in the water because you're gonna get attacked by a shark no yeah. you're not gonna get attacked by a shark right like it's, it's like getting hit by lightning but but it you know then a hurricane comes and <laughs> no one's talking about the shark attack everyone's talking about the hurricane or some other ma ma you know major event media is just about clicks right yeah even for this podcast we're gonna try to i mean get as much views as possible so yeah. like in a way i kind of like understand what they're doing but it yeah. just sucks right like journalism in general it's all about clicks but 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 i'll tell you this uh, uh, let me tell you why I think you're very different. Number one, long form is huge. Like, I think I'm big into long form. Like, if you mm -hmm. look at your podcast, Rogan's, you know, all these big podcasts, people think they that people only want to digest 30-second increments or two-minute increments. I disagree with that. I think if you're giving people good content, they, they're into that, right? So I actually think you're kind of anti-click in a way because click is just how do I get somebody's attention? And certainly there's a piece of that because you don't want to be boring, mm -hmm. but, but you're, you're, you're getting good people. You're talking about really important topics, right? They're exciting people that people want to hear from. That's really what generates the clicks and what generates the people, you know, you know, sticking around and, and listening. For sure.
I think it also just depends on the, the demographic of it. Because, like, for example, this podcast, like, certain things will get cut up or clicked into, like, sure. TikTok. And it'll it'll get millions and millions of views. Yeah. Because, like, they're waiting for that, like, that little click moment. Sure. Um, but I well, think. We do that, too. We have a yeah. podcast. And we, you know, and we and we do content on an everyday basis. So, I think I'm, I'm rare. And I'm probably the only mayor in America that has a podcast. Uh, maybe the only public official. I don't know. I don't know how many public officials have podcasts. And I've had great people on my podcast. From David Beckham to Conor McGregor to um you know technologists you had mcgregor on yeah i had mcgregor that's sick yeah it was really good what's the pod called uh cafecito tech talk so it's 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 kind of like a play on you know coffee cuban coffee and then tech and then miami like so it we try to integrate everything kind of ties back to Miami. had magic johnson had some really great amazing guests yeah yeah so some cool what what made you start that understanding that you have to tell your story like i realized in this moment when we when we did this when we had this how can i help moment um, which went viral. I did two things. One, I mean, I did some guerrilla marketing things. Like one thing I did was uh, we put a billboard outside of Google in San Francisco uh, with a fictitious tweet that said, thinking of moving to Miami, DM me. And I got thousands of DMs. Wow. So I realized I can't do this by myself. So we actually created a, a, an office called Venture Miami to sort of onboard all these companies that were coming to Miami that wanted to come. Like I said, 130 plus companies, 9,000 jobs, uh, uh, by the way, average job, over $100,000. Um, and, and so that was part of it. And the other one is I realized, you know, if you don't tell your story, someone else is going to tell it and you're not going to like their version of it, right? And I think what's cool about this moment when you're talking about clicks and, and the radical differences of the moment is that uh, you can go direct to consumer. And that for a, for a public official is incredible. I mean, you could, you know, for former president had what 80, 90 million Twitter followers at one point going direct to consumer and he comes on your podcast. He's smart. He knows what the viewing, you know, what the viewership is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, going direct to consumer with no filter. You know what I mean? Before when my dad was, was mayor, you had to go to the press, the media, you had to answer, you know, and then they filter it their way and they put it out their way to serve their purposes. If they don't like you, you're done. I mean, they used to say, there was an, uh, an old saying, don't, you don't uh, pick fights with people who buy ink by the barrels, right? And so that's all from like the media is so powerful that you don't want to pick a fight with them because they're going to destroy you. Mm-hmm. And I think the beauty of this moment is people can see who you are, like unvarnished, yeah, right? Like unfiltered. And they may like you, they may not like you and whatever, but at least you, you don't have a filter of somebody trying to, you know, make you into something that you're not. What's going on is Snoop. And I'm here to announce that the new Happy Dad and Death Row Records flavor is grape. And now, it's officially in stores. I chose the flavor, and the team at Happy Dad, they spent months perfecting it. And it's my new favorite drink. If you're chilling at home or turning up at the club, make sure you do it right with the Happy Dad and Death Row grape. Call your local liquor stores and see who has it. It's everywhere now. You can also order it on GoPuff app, Instacart, and Drizzly in some areas. You gotta be 21 and over and drink responsibly. And also, look out for the official Death Row and Happy Dad merch collaboration. Please believe it when I tell you this. Do you, do you think it could be somewhat like a double-edged sword? Cause like at the same time, like obviously I do think it's very important to like spread out like the media like shifting and changing of what someone's saying for their own narrative. Yeah. But then now you go to like just a single person, like you, yeah. for example, or anyone else doing an interview. Do you think then though that person's agenda is like 
outweighing like the overall good yeah. of like a you know like you being a mayor you being like oh i want all these things for myself and i'm not saying that what you're doing yeah, but yeah. some people will take those moments for themselves um and it's was which one's better look i think know? i think every iteration has positives and negatives of course right? yeah i think Human. one positive is direct to consumer unfiltered yeah. people get to know who you are you get to shape your own narrative i think the negative is if you don't use it responsibly yeah um you can uh essentially people get away with lying right because yeah. there's very little fact checking um it's a very fast news cycle so whatever you say is forgotten tomorrow um and that's that's a reality so i think i think we all have a responsibility to be responsible and, and moral and ethical on it but i think um you know i think one of the biggest things coming into our generation is going to be the search for truth how do you find truth where do you find truth how do you know it's true but that's right. such a crazy thing because now everything's getting so like untruth. AI shit. There's so many different ways to Brother, like with manipulate stuff, what's happening. It's crazy. The deep fakes. Now you don't know anything. Like if I say something, is it really me? I know. It's like, is it, can it's you even crazy. like, when can you not use like video proof in like court and shit anymore? Like, I, 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 don't I don't know how, I like really don't like know. I, I really now. don't know how they're going to, how they're going to solve for that. I really don't. Because it's, it's really crazy. I mean, like literally. You could like frame someone like. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like voice anything you say, anything someone. you say, anything you hear, anything you see, because it's not just you can't voice. believe it anymore. Now it's also it's also it's also face. Yeah. Like it's it's. But really, so this is what's crazy. We're talking about truth going yeah. towards truth, but it yeah. seems like it's like I don't want to say they are ahead of us, but it's like they they knew that that was going there, and now it's like this more distortion. So so I'm wondering, and one of the things we've been into very much into is we are into like next generation technology here in Miami, like AI, quantum, and and crypto. Boys, this episode is sponsored by Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is an all-in-one e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. If you're inspired to start a new business venture this year, you guys gotta try Shopify. Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your in-person or e-commerce business without the struggle. Shopify is the global e-commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. So whether you're offering custom stickers from Shopify's in-person POS system or selling sunglasses on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are in good hands. By now it's clear, you boys know that I love Shopify. We've used Shopify's e-commerce platform from the very beginning to sell full send and happy dad gear hosted on our website. My favorite thing about Shopify is no matter how big you wanna grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. They're truly a global force powering millions of entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. So boys, if you're thinking of starting a business, doing anything, get something going, you can go to shopify.com slash full send and sign up for a $1 per month trial, period. So all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash full send and take your business to the next level today. Um, I'm a big crypto guy. I, was, I, I get paid in Bitcoin. I'm the only mayor in the country probably that gets paid in Bitcoin. Your full salary? My full, my full mayoral salary, yeah. Wow. And I'm about to, you know what, I'm probably announcing here, why not? Uh, I'm about to do something really radical, which is I'm going to buy an investment property and I'm going to get it uh, you know, lent. Like the, I'm going to have the, the, the Bitcoin that I've been accumulating in my salary is going to be the uh, security for the loan. 
So, you know, one of the big issues with Bitcoin is people say, oh, the utility of Bitcoin, right? Can it be used? Yeah. So I'm going to borrow money against my Bitcoin account to buy a property. So I think it's going to be cool. It's going to be first of its kind. You're renting it out? Or yeah, I'll probably rent it out. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a rental property for income. Funny, yeah. Steiny, we're looking for a rental property too, no? Because we're thinking of actually moving maybe our content operation here. Yes. See, we're, yeah, Miami's we're doing business, baby. Man, I want to open a gym out here. Just no you spaces. Sure? There's no spaces. There's we'll no find, parking. We'll, we'll help you out. Venture I Miami will really help you out. I'm not kidding. I no, really no, I'm serious. Venture Miami will help you out for okay. sure. But we have a lot of gyms, obviously. You we know, need the and, best real estate plug from, from bro, Mary Francis. I got you, bro. <laughs> I got you. 100%. Zero commission. <laughs> it's all good. I do it all every day. It's crazy. I'm like the world's least paid real estate broker in Miami. Here. <laughs> we, we saw you after the Trump podcast at that. Was it like a fundraiser? Or was it like just a dinner or something? It was like or? a dinner in Nashville. Let me tell you, Nashville's crazy, man. Yeah. It's like the, the um, you know, uh, it's the uh, uh, bachelorette capital of the world or something like that. And I was there with my wife and, and, uh, and it's just, dude, the place is crazy. And I was like, is it like this every weekend? Apparently it's like that every weekend. I know. And we're staying at a hotel and we couldn't sleep because of the noise. And they, had to, they actually gave us a baby maker, like a baby noise maker. And we still couldn't sleep. It was crazy. I'm like, listen, in Miami, we party. You know, I mean, we're a party city. We're known as a party city. It's part of our uh, ethic, right? It's like uh -huh. part of who we are, our DNA. But we keep the noise inside. And uh, and the beauty of that is we actually party harder, longer, I suppose, because we have 24-hour entertainment districts as opposed to last call at 2 or 3 a.m. Um, but we, I just tell my guys, listen, man, don't kill the goose that day the golden egg, right? Yeah. Keep it inside. So I haven't said a word yet, but uh, <laughs> no, no, you're, you're sorry, I've been listening. I've been learning you're, from you're you. Mystified. He you're just mystified. came from space. That's why. Oh, okay, yeah. good. is that what happened? No, uh, no, similar, something similar. Okay, unfortunately. Um, why is that a thing though? Here, where places are open twenty four hours, Maybe so that's not like anywhere else. Yeah, so I think it was first of all, like I said, you know, Miami was always known part of our DNA. Like we have the Winter Music Conference, we have Ultra. Yeah, we started Ultra, right? We've had Ultra for twenty plus years, right? The badass uh, electronic music conference. Um, so it's part of who we are. Um, I think back in uh, in the mid to uh, sort of 2000 to 2010 range, um, they wanted to reinvigorate a part of downtown that was kind of like um, it was kind of like uh, just not very nice. And so they created a space which they called an entertainment district, and they said, "Look, 24 hour 24 hour liquor license, just to get investment in the air." And it worked. And there's a, there's multiple uh, establishments like that. And what's interesting is. You know, I don't, I'm not the mayor of Miami Beach. A lot of people mistaken because they see with stuff that happens during spring break. That's not me. That's Miami mm, Beach is different. Really? Yeah, it's it's a different city. Spring break is fucking crazy. It's dude. crazy. So it has its own mayor. But what happens is, what's interesting is, you know, while spring break was crazy, right? Yeah. We had ultra, 150,000 people, no issues, no incidents. Yeah, well, I don't understand that. There's like, it seems like for how crazy it is here, everything runs pretty smooth. Yeah, I, I think there's a couple of reasons. One is, we know how to do it, right? Like we do G7 fencing, like uh, there's magnetometers, wands to make sure nobody's bringing weapons or anything like that. So people, are, we want people to have a good time. We just don't want them to get hurt, right? Mm -hmm. And then the second piece is, it's, it goes to the pro-law enforcement thing, which is we, you know, we want you to have a good time, but there's a, there's a line you can't cross. You can't hurt somebody. You can't destroy property. If you do that, we're going to hold you accountable. And I think that's, what makes us different. And so people know you can have fun in Miami and Wynwood. You can have fun in, in the entertainment district, but just have fun. You Don't. think the crime rate would be higher with the 24 hour like partying? No issues. No issues. What, what does Miami need to improve on? I think every city in America, number one, needs to become more affordable. 
right? Mm-hmm. In cities in America becoming very unaffordable. And I think, frankly, I, I blame the federal government in the sense that you've had massive amount of spending, right? Uh, deficit spending. You know, it's, we all have to live within our budgets. The federal government just decides we don't have to do that. And what happens is 15 to 20% increases in rental cost across America. This is not a Miami problem. This is a Denver, you know, this is a Nashville, this is a, a Austin, uh, New York, San Francisco problem, right? So that's the first problem. And then, of course, everybody wants to come here. So you layer on top of the 15 to 20%, you layer another 10, 15% in hyper demand because now everybody from New York, Chicago, and California wants to come here in addition to South America. Uh, so that that creates, but we're building a lot. I mean, so that's that's one thing. We're building thirty to 40,000 residential units in the next uh, two years. And then, uh, you know, obviously water, hurricanes, we do get hurricanes. So we're, we're constantly trying to increase our infrastructure to deal with the water flow. Uh, traffic, any, every major city in America has traffic issues. So we're, we're trying to be disruptive there and, and look at urban air mobility stuff and the boring company, which is Elon's uh, underground tunneling company. Urban air mobility, what's that? Yeah, so urban air mobility is probably like the Jetsons, like the next generation. Yeah, I was like, the, the next generation. I know, I just kind of like glanced over it. Yeah, right? what? So urban air mobility is basically, so we have decentralized parking garages yeah. you know, throughout the city. So eventually you'll have vehicles that, and Hyundai is a $350 billion annual revenue company is, is really focusing on this, which will land, kind of like helicopter looking things, and will take you around the city in wow. an, yeah. Well, like a flying car? Yeah, what, yeah. pretty much. How when, far over? That's yeah. not anytime soon. Well, I, I That was think, supposed to happen like 10 years ago. Yeah, cars, look, right? it's, it, it's like- talking about that Like one. in Back to the Future, they look, had like flying cars like it, it, You know, it's funny, like disruption is interesting. You never really know when it's going to take hold, right? Like electric vehicles are now, you know, whatever. From there, you're going to go to autonomous vehicles, right? Like you're seeing more automation. Yeah. So when will a, a fully autonomous vehicle, when will we all be on just fully autonomous vehicles where we're just sitting, sitting in the car and the vehicle is doing it? Not who knows? While, who knows when it? Who knows what, when what it'll do you, be? What do you think? This is kind of a random question, but what do you think about like the importance, in, like in Miami, the culture to like compete with who has more money, who has the nicest car? Like it seems so important here. You know, I mean, look, yeah, yeah, look. Is our, that like a personal question or? No, 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 no. I mean, no, no, no. no. I think, I think, I think. <laughs> look, we're we're a city that we have that reputation, but like I think cities like like LA have that same reputation, right? Um, and I think part of our focus on business and doing stuff, right? As opposed to just being more on the sort of uh, uh, showy side, I think is is part of what we're, why we're focusing on that, right? We want to be just be- more than a place that you can have fun in, that, that it's that's a place where you can um, retire in because it's also a big retirement community. We want to be a place where you can do serious business. And I think we're changing that reputation as we speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it's there. But you're aware you got a mix of like, this is a rare city where you have a mix of like a lot of new money and old money. Yeah. A lot of young people, like like crypto is so big here, I noticed, in Miami. We, we were number one in the nation for blockchain investments. We had $800 million of companies funded. We, we went up 2,000%. Um, and that was, I think that was kind of intentional, right? That's why I did the, I put Satoshi's white paper on our, on our, um, on our website. Uh, we, we allowed for employees to get paid in Bitcoin. I'm obviously getting paid in Bitcoin. Um, so yeah, we wanted to go all in on that because, not because we believe in a particular company, per se, or a particular te- or a particular iteration of the technology, but because we wanted to send a signal. So you have to understand at that moment, New York had kicked out Amazon after winning the HQ2 prize, right? The headquarters, the second headquarter prize. Yeah. And California said, F Elon Musk. And he replied, message received, I'm out of here. And he went to Austin, 
right? So that was the context of my tweet of how can I help, right? Like, which is the opposite. It was like, I want people in my city. I want people like you guys in my city. I want people who want to build. Yeah. I want people who want to fund companies. I, because how does a company grow? Either you borrow money to grow or someone invests in you, right? So, I mean, that's how you get scale. And I think Miami was always uh, a very entrepreneurial city. We had, you know, very immigrant city, uh, intensive city. People work hard and, and want to do well for themselves, but we never really had that kind of scale. Yeah. And I think for the first time- What do you think, getting, the, like, the Cuban culture has a big effect on that? The hardworking, like, nature here? Yeah, look, my parents came at 12 and 7. My, it's a great story. My dad is the ninth of 14 kids, um, came to this country with nothing. Um, they emigrated to Washington, D.C. My grandfather was a professor of engineering. And my dad got a full scholarship to high school, a presidential scholarship to college, graduated summa, uh, mechanical engineering, got two graduate degrees from Harvard, an MPP JD. He's written like nine books, speaks five languages, and was the first Cuban mayor in Miami. He's Damn. what I would consider an IQ genius. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a pretty good resume. Yeah, my mom is is like the life of the party. She's the EQ genius. Like she comes into the room, everybody, it makes she makes everybody smile. She hugs everybody. By the time it's all done, you may not remember anybody, but you're going to remember my mom. What's your accolades for school? I, I, I was kind of a flunky, to be honest with you. I was dad like, pissed about that or not? Um, not really. He, he was, my dad's pretty cool. I mean, he's, he's pretty like uh, bohemian about it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I went to FIU. I went to local school. I wasn't like someone who, who like really put in the effort uh, early on when I was younger. And uh, I kind of got it together later on in life. And then went to University of Florida Law School. It's a great law school now. It's a top 20 law school in the country. Um, but yeah, man, I, I got my Good act together a little later. I was like, so there's hope, guys. You don't Dave have to Grumman be like, went to FIU too, yeah? Did he? Right? He taught there. I don't know if he went Didn't there. Dave Grumman go to FIU? Dave teaches at FIU. I don't, know, there, I don't yeah. know if he went to FIU. I don't know if he went. No, Dave, Dave, Dave's a great Miami story too. Like Dave was in the, the nightclub business. And he then creates a club called Live which is still there and it's amazing. And then uh, he started getting into restaurants. And I think his first restaurant, if I'm not mistaken, was Komodo. Komodo, yeah. And then now he's got, I mean, restaurants all over the world. I mean, it's incredible what he's done. He's just a force of Komodo nature. Komodo just opened up in Dallas. We, Dallas, we went there. that's right. Yeah, the Dallas one. I think he's got some stuff in the Middle East, if I'm not mistaken. And he's got here, he's got Komodo, he's got Swan. I hope I don't forget one. He's got Gecko Gekko, in Miami Poppy proper. Steak. He's got Poppy is in the beach. Um, so he's got Live too. Live. He's got live. He's got strawberry moon. Yeah, yeah. the, the do, hotel. Do you, so he went into hotels with uh, with Pharrell, which was a big deal. Is that yeah. something important for you to like pop into the hot spots? You know, I try to support. Yeah. What are you allowed to do? Because as the mayor, you're in the spotlight, but <laughs> yeah. clearly you're a different kind of listen, mayor. And like get, you said, Miami listen, in the DNA, it is the party. Look, so like, look, are I, you are you allowed to pop yeah, up to you're live? You're going out like, a tan like that. You're going out. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. yeah. I was, like your sure. fit is insane. What is the rule? I feel embarrassed right so, now. So, so I'm, first of all, I'm, I've been married for 16 years, so I have to be very careful. I answer this question. No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> my, look, my, I take my wife with me to a lot of places. Um, look, I try to support my friends, and I try to support Miami business owners. That's a good card right? to play. Supporting the friends. Yeah, I do. I support Save the friends. that one. Yeah, so, nice. yeah. so it's so so it's definitely good. there's a piece of that. You also understand that you live in a world of this. Yeah. Right. So you have to be conscientious of that and obviously not do something that's going to embarrass yourself, your family or your city. Yeah. So that's always something that I'm mindful of. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 the, the days of me, you know, partying till late are probably over. Um, but I'll pop in, say hi, you know, drink a couple of perriers and then leave. Kind of kind of going know? off what he was saying, like, what are some of like maybe the unknown perks of being the mayor? <sighs> unknown perks. Um, well, we have, I have a security detail. I haven't driven a car in a couple of years. 
Um, and it's helpful to me because I can work while I'm in the car. And obviously, I don't have to worry about some of the logistics surrounding, um, yeah, yeah. you know, getting in, getting, going in to and from. So some people would consider that a perk. Um, you know, I travel a lot. I'm, actually, I'm also now, and I didn't say this, but I'm also the president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors. So I'm president of all the mayors in the country. So that's oh, part of the reason why I'm traveling. That's a flex. Yeah, I'm, I'm traveling Wait, a lot. Wait, what what's the, you see you're president of all the mayors yeah. in the country? So there's an organization like you're called- the mayor of all the mayors. Pretty much. So oh, that's dope. So that's a huge wow. flex. Yeah, so, there, so there's an organization called the U.S. Conference of Mayors, which is basically, it's all- Do all the mayors like support that? Or does like the Chicago mayor like not show up to that? No, they like, show up. They all show up. So it's about 500 mayors of population over 30,000 are all the members. And I'm the president of the organization. So <laughs> until awesome. June. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Are you going to the Heat game tonight? No, I'm not going to Heat. What do you think about the people that say that uh, like Heat fans are fair weather fans? Well, I'll tell you, I got, so talk about perks and, and I got Heat, uh, no pun intended, because the last time I went to a Heat game, I stood in the front row. Uh, I was in the front row. Somebody invited me and the, the Herald, the newspaper gave me a hard time. They were like, why is the mayor sitting in $10,000 tickets? You know? Well, so, you why know, would I, why wouldn't you though? I, I, I have no idea. How do you, how do you like take that type of criticism? Like, cause I, you're unorthodox. So like you get those. Dude, I, 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 you know, I've learned, I mean, look, you'll, you'll appreciate this from working out. You see these, these are calluses from working out. Oh yeah. Yeah. For the yeah. camera calluses. Just so you see too. There you go. Oh, there those you go. are, I don't, I didn't see any on <laughs> no, that No, I see those. I see oh, those. You saw it on but it? Maybe those from something we else. We have a magnifying glass. That might be from something else. But yeah, I have three. Okay, cool. Right. And, uh, so are you natural? Yeah. Like Natty? Yeah, of course. So. You too? Yeah. Awesome. What about you? I'm Natty. Oh, okay. We okay, knew that was happening. Super Natty. <laughs> so anyways, so anyways, um, uh, so so you have these calluses from working out. So listen, you have to develop emotional calluses when you when you're in politics, right? Like you can't let every criticism, everything upset you. And look, you you realize that there's a risk. If you go to a heat game and sit in the front row, there's a chance that the that the newspaper is gonna give you a hard time about it. Right? You have to accept that that risk and juxtapose it against, you know enjoying your life and also like representing your city. Like I think the mayor should be at playoff, like a playoff game or at a, you know, at a, mm -hmm. at a, at a I, I think there was a, it was an, it was a conference finals game. And by the way, it was the only home game that we won, which kind of sucks. Yeah, but, you can't pass the yeah. court side to that. You just but it's like, what was their, what was their narrative? You're at, you shouldn't be in those seats. Yeah. They're, yeah, expensive. they're expensive seats. So I, but again, way, it I, just gets clicked. No, right? and I have to disclose it. So I have to disclose it. it's a $10,000 seat or whatever. And I have to disclose it and all that. And, and I do, you know? So, so this weekend, there's an article out right now, literally uh, about, you know, am I going to, uh, gonna go to another heat game? Am I going to go to, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am I going to go to, uh, anything related to formula one? Yeah, of course I'm going to go to formula one. It's, it's in Miami. So it's like, know? why wouldn't you? Do these, of course. do like athletes or anybody ever ask you for like personal favors or anything like that? Well, I mean, as mayor, you get calls all the time about a variety of different things. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's not just athletes and entertainers. No, it's, but I just mean like, you know what I mean? Like he McGregor had to he, ask he for it, to get name. out of jail free yeah, card or like something. Yeah, do you, do you for have sure. the authority to? No, do I'll, I'll tell you a funny McGregor, the funny McGregor story. This is a true story too. He came in on a Friday. We did the podcast. He left, and uh, his people were like, you know, he's a little disappointed. And I'm like, what year is this story? No, this was a couple months ago. Okay, right? it was oh, a few what months the ago, heck? right? Six months okay. ago. Okay. So his people were like, oh, he's a little disappointed because he didn't get the key to the city, and I was like, uh, oh. I was like, okay, well, if he comes back on Monday, I'll give him the key to the city. So I'm thinking this guy probably got on his plane and took off, right? Like, like all these famous people, they're always jet setting around the world or whatever. The guy showed up on Monday 
at 9 a.m. You give me my okay. fucking key. No, no, wait, it gets better. Yo. No, it gets better. So Funny. we had something going on at the time. So those media, so we didn't want to like expose him to that. So we brought him in through the side and there's a spiral staircase. Now this guy had broken his tibia in the last fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was coming up the staircase on the side, like kind of like hobbling up. And my security detail was like, look, man, we're really sorry. We just are trying to protect you, you know, the media, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's like, sorry, I'm getting the key to the city. He goes, I would have repelled into the building. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. I didn't realize it was that important. But yeah, he came back and everything. I mean, it was amazing. He came with his family, the whole thing. What does the key to the city equal? It's it's a symbolic gesture. It's like- Have you ever denied anybody a key? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, you have to. So it's interesting. I actually- hate it when people ask me for the key yeah that's i mean it's I pretty weird i didn't no, ask. no because Listen. no 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 because because it's 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 something it's like it's something that i it should come from like the heart you know and you know it's it's one of the one of my responsibilities and so it's something that um i want to be able to give because i want to do it not because somebody wants it right if that makes any sense i don't know if that makes do people sense. actually yeah. ask for that a lot oh yeah well i just want you to know like that's crazy i love this city so much i'm serious <laughs> i do I like that no it's you're gonna get life, you're, so. you'll get it don't worry about it <laughs> what's what, all good what so then what makes you want to give someone the key then you want to do a lot I, I think i think what it is is what did it's, mcgregor do for miami did he do like he, he was coming here he wants to be a part of this ecosystem and so we you know i thought it was a nice way and to, it's mcgregor yeah What's that? It's McGregor too. It's McGregor. Can't say no to him, really. <laughs> Fair. By the way, of all the podcasts, in fairness to him, of all the podcasts that I had, I think that was the most watched. Of course. McGregor's fucking huge. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's and we did Mas Vidal too. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So we've done, listen, we've done a lot of cool people. And it's, uh, we did, I did the mayor of New York. I did, you know, I did both people on the conservative side and the Republican side. We've done, you know, um, McCarthy. We did, uh, yeah. So we've done some cool people. Man. What's, what's your relationship like with Governor DeSantis? Um, you know, we, we, we don't have much of a relationship to be really? honest. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, you know, I, and I've said this before, it's, we're, we're just very different wow. you know, in terms of, yeah. How so? Um, I'm, I'm a people person. I love to, you know, sort of interact with people. I don't, I don't know that. That's yeah. I heard style. him say he doesn't go to no cocktail parties or like anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't like, socialize. Yeah. So it's different, different personality types for sure. Really? I thought, yeah. I would have thought like, I mean, you're the mayor of the biggest no, city. Listen, I think we, from a state. policy perspective, we agree on some things or some things that we don't agree on. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just different. You know what I mean? I think, you know, uh, I'll give you an example. So when, the first time I met the former president, really the only time that I've actually interacted with him, we were, I was at a wedding and, um, uh, uh somebody was like really interested in, in us meeting. And so I, I, I met with him and, uh, you know, and they said, you know, you know, President Trump, this is the mayor of Miami. The mayor of Miami? He goes, you're the only politician in America hotter than I am. <laughs> you know, so it's it's that sort of like, you know, you can like him or dislike him, but there's just a, a warmth, you know, like a- Very charismatic. A charis- a charisma, right? Yeah. And sort of like, that's more my personality, right? I think the governor would probably not react that way. He might make my shake my hand, might look at me in the eye, might not, you know what I mean? Like- you know, that's, that's sort of, he's just different. We're just different people. Do you plan to continue to like climb as far as political rank goes? Do you want to like continue to, you, you know, I'll offices? tell you, man, it's, it's, um, uh, this has been a phenomenal experience for me. I'm in year 13. It's like dog years, you know? Yeah. Cause it's four, four, uh, five years as mayor. I was elected by 86% and I was reelected by close to 80%. Um, and eight years before that as council. 
So it's 13 years in public service. If I do something next, it's going to be something that I think is significant, right? Like I, I, I'm also lucky because as, as a mayor, I'm, I'm able to have most mayors in, in the Miami area can have a private sector life. Like I can work in the private sector. So I, I'm happy and, I, and I'm successful on that side. So it's, I'd be giving up a huge amount to continue in, po- in politics. Uh, I've thought about it. There's a couple of jobs that obviously I would consider doing. And there's a lot of jobs that I wouldn't want to do. What are the jobs? Sure. Governor and president? Yeah, pretty much. That's it? That's it. And what we wouldn't want to do is pretty much everything else. Uh, I mean, look, there's, you know, for example, if somebody became president and wanted me to run as their, as their, as their vice president, it'd be something I would obviously seriously consider. I mean, it's a, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to try to serve the country at that level. But other than those two things, you know, there's, there's just not much. I've done a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm very satisfied with the, with what we've done here in Miami. I do think that our recipe for success is scalable nationally. And I do, and I do sometimes think about the possibility of running for president because, and I've talked about this publicly because, um, I just think that we need something generational at this point. Um, and we need someone with a track record of success and someone who can inspire people. And I think that is missing right now in politics and any, you know, no matter how you feel about, you know, the current president, the former president, it's hard to argue that that they fit that box, right? Uh, without being disrespectful, you know. Do you think Trump Trump's going to win this year? Um, it's going to be. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, look, I, I've, politics is hyper dynamic. It's it's one of the most, particularly presidential politics, one of the hardest things to to predict. My dad, who's like I told you, we, you know, we talked a little bit about him. He has this concept called chaoplexity. And chaoplexity is is uh, chaotic environments are impossible to predict because of the number of inputs, right? And so when you're game theorying these things, it's it's just impossible. There's so many things that can happen. Uh, you know, there's everyone is trying to go after the former president. You know what I mean? Now and trying to take him down in, in ways that I think are probably not healthy for this country. And I've expressed that publicly because, you know, you don't you can dislike him. But to try to take them out of a political race through the judicial system, it's, it's, it's not what this country's about, right? And it's not what we should be spending judicial resources on, right? We should be focusing. If you don't like them, beat them. Beat them at the ballot box, right? Present a different vision, an alternative vision that you think is better, more compelling. And, and, and that's the way it should be. That's the way elections should be decided in this country, um, not in the way that it seems like happens in third worlds, where like you lose the election and then the government comes after you. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. And by the way, it's a huge disincentive for people to run for office. I think one of the biggest issues is it's hard to have an incentive to run for office because there's you're getting criticized if you go to a heat game. You know what I mean? Um, you, you get, you know, everyone thinks you're corrupt. Like that's like, you know, there's no trust with with uh, uh, politicians. Um, I've, I've done a lot of focus groups and talked to a lot of people and they're just, the, the level of confidence in public servants right now is at, a, I think, an all-time low. Uh, and, and it's hard to work in that environment and then obviously you don't get paid a lot or anything like that. I take my money in crypto or whatever, but like it, it's it's not for the money. You don't do it for the money, right? You do it for the satisfaction. You do it for those moments, like the one I had yesterday, where the guy came up to me and was like, "Hey, thanks to your intervention, thanks to what you've helped create, it's inf- it's it's impacted my life, and I just want you to know that." And that's what you do it for. Yeah, I'm I'm curious, what what do you think is the most significant change you've made since you've been the mayor? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things I'm proud of. Some of the educational initiatives, like uh, I funded a, uh, a savings account for all kindergartners mm-hmm. and, and coupled that with financial literacy, um, which is something I'm super proud of. Some of our educational initiatives, we have a, a, a two scholarship fund. So if you're a Pell Grant recipient in Miami and you want to get a STEM degree, you go to school for free. 
If you're a Pell Grant recipient, you're first in your family to go to college. You go to school for free. We, by the way, I, I raised that money in the private sector. So it wasn't government funded. Wow. This was private sector funded. Um, we did a charter school for a tech charter school that you go to school for free um, with a, a community college and you graduate with an associate's degree in a tech field. So you can go right into the workforce. So those are things I'm super proud of. Um, but I think overall, I'm proud of where we've taken the city from a city that was like a party city, from a city that was, you know, a, a retirement city to a place where you could do serious business, where, you know, the average tech job that's being created is over $100,000, where we're number one in wage growth and all those statistics that we shared. I think they tell a story of, of a city that is going to position itself as the most important city. We're ranked by Financial Times, the most important city in America. I believe that. It's so it's, it's so interesting because like Miami's the most diverse city I've ever seen. It's the most unified. We were literally ranked the most diverse city in America. Too. But it's ever it seems so unified to me it, at least. It, like you know, because we have a hustler mentality, a hustle mentality, right? Like we we're we're a lot of us are immigrants. Yeah. And we think that we gotta work. And I think we we've always been ranked high in like entrepreneurship, but now we're getting scale which is, you know, we're, you're getting investment. And I think you, when you combine that, that uh, entrepreneurial spirit with investment, I mean, look what you guys have done. You guys started at zero. And like in a year, you guys are one of the most watched podcasts in America or in the world, potentially, mm. right? Like that's just entrepreneurial spirit. That's grit. That's hard work. That's, I'm sure there's a million people that told you guys, you guys are crazy. You shouldn't be doing this. It's not going to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And now people are probably throwing opportunities at you. Right. And that's just the way it works. It's, 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 uh, you got to grind through it and have a, a profound belief that what you're doing matters and what you're doing is meaningful and what you're doing is going to work and it's different. Right. And I think if you have that, um, you can create a ton of success for yourself. What's, uh, shifting the topics a yeah. little bit, but, um, out of all your time as the mayor, what yeah. do you think you've had the most fun doing? Oof, the most fun doing, um, I think when I do stuff with the public and like, like I like the workout stuff, yeah. you know, we do a lot of stuff outside. Big gym, bro. It's, it's, it's fun. You know what I mean? For me. And like, it's, 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 you know, I like to work out. So it's, it's, it, it, it dovetails with what I enjoy doing, but I also think there's a benefit. Right. And I think again, like I'm, I'm working on some partnerships now to have a certain kind of training in our parks for kids, particularly underprivileged kids who maybe can't afford to go to a gym and spend hundred bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. So I'm really focused on that. And I, I just think, when you look at the country, it's the most underappreciated thing, right? Nobody talks about it. And nobody talks about it in terms of the health benefits, but like the, the, the medical benefits, right? Again, it's, and if you think about healthcare, it's a multi-trillion dollar expense in the country, yeah. right? We have, a, we have one of the largest public hospitals. It's a multi-hundred billion dollar public hospital. I mean, again, nobody's talking about these things. So for me, doing things different, probably the most fun that I do is when I do things different. Yeah, like the podcast, the this, that, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, the, the, what's great about the podcast is I'm sure you guys feel the same way. You guys would normally and ordinarily because of your success, meet the most incredible people. What's different is now you're sharing that with the public, right? So that's what's cool because now they get a portal into how cool your life is. You're not just doing it. It does give us a lot of opportunity to right? like meet with like, sit down with cool people like you and just, yeah, we've met so many people that it's but, a privilege opening to be it able up, to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Is what's fun because like, like again, you know, you've seen, the, we're here in the office, it's a beautiful office, right? Like the people that come here to meet and want to do stuff and want to come up with ideas is great. But the fact that I get to share with everybody, that makes it really fun. Who's the craziest person that's been in this office? Craziest? Like, cool, like I don't know, cool. Probably like McGregor, like McGregor, big, biggest uh, celebrity. 
I don't know. McGregor's pretty big. I mean, in terms yeah, of, he's good. We had Ice Cube as like 30 million followers. <laughs> We're he, about to do him on the pod. He, he just did. The, he's brought the big three here. Uh, oh, his, that's his here? Yeah. I didn't even know that. He's bringing it here. Yeah, big three. So he had like 30 million followers. Uh, Mark uh, Wahlberg, uh, who I haven't had here yet, but um, I really admire him for his work. He's a workhorse, right? Like, yeah. He's a workhorse. Faith and, and exercise. That's a guy who... I think post almost daily exercise yeah. videos. It's like a 4 a.m. guy. Yeah, it's a crazy. Like 2.30. It's amazing. Like you got to admit, yeah. like, the PEDs in Miami are pretty high. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know. For gym bros. Why are you so like, why is why? it you yeah. talked about this twice now? What's yeah, going on? Have you ever is worked like out a- at Elevation? You know, switch that up. Oh, okay. No, no. But there's an anatomy close by that. Anatomy is fire. Yeah. Yeah, we go there. Yeah. It's right next, like there's one like literally outside here just opened up. What are, what are the top three like best gyms in Miami? Uh, oh man. This is a huge trouble. endorsement right you're now. You're going to get me in huge this trouble. This is the court side. Anatomy. Not here yet. Anatomy. Um, I hate it. Uh, Train 89 is the gym that I went to before I got COVID, and uh, they're a Coconut Grove gym. Uh, so shout you owe out them one for sure. Shout out yeah. to them for sure, shout big time. <laughs> and then um, there's uh, there's something called 54D. Uh, 54D was invented by a South American soccer player, and it's a 54 day program. Um, so that we just did a podcast with them uh, not that long ago, and, and it's more of like a boot camp style. It's not so much heavy weights or anything like that. Um, you know, so. Yeah. And then I got to give Ozzy Alfonso, who's my trainer um, from Optimum Performance, I got to give him a shout out too. Fair. Oh, yeah. Nice. We do uh, function. I'm 45, man. So I can't work out like I used to. Like when I was 35 uh, or 25. Uh, so, but I've been working out my whole life and I love it. And I do some functional stuff. I do some HIIT stuff, you know, high, high intensity stuff. Um, and, and then that's it. Just try not to get hurt. <laughs> what about, what about top three clubs? Dave's close. <laughs> Shout out Dave. <laughs> Shout out to Dave. He's got happy to no. have our seltzer at all his clubs too. So yeah, we, we, always, so Liv, we only pretty much has, go to I his I think Liv's story, if I'm not mistaken. Story closed. Did it close? Did it? Yeah. Oh, it's, Did it yeah. close for sure? That was the whole yeah. thing with Miami Beach that they shut down yeah. the town. Yeah. That's so terrible. They, so what happened with that? Because if you're, if oh, you're past a certain street, you can't yeah, be so, open. So, so in an effort to manage the... Uh, the spring break stuff, I think. Okay. They um, they implemented a law that says you can only party until a certain period of time. So my view of it, having grown up, and I have my, my parents have an apartment on the beach, is they made a big mistake years ago. They actually used to have 30 clubs uh, on the beach. Uh, and I think 5 a.m. Was, was, was a closing time. And what happened is you'd have an infrastructure. So this idea of South Beach, you know, like when LeBron said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, when he decided to come to Miami. When he said that, there was no South Beach. There was very little infrastructure at that point because they had been very anti-business and had shut down. This is government at its finest, you know? Yeah. Shut down almost every single nightclub. So what happens is people, instead of going into it, what happens when you go to a nightclub? They wand you. They make sure you don't have a weapon. And if you if you do something dumb, usually you have to deal with the bouncers, right? And then the bouncers take you out and then you get arrested, right? But there's like a, a mechanism to make sure that nothing really, really bad happens. When people are out in the street, there is no mechanism. So people have a gun, you bump into somebody, you know, people shoot, 
Mm-hmm. And then it, and then you know we live in a world with these things. So then it becomes it's CNN, it's Fox. So then you go from, a, you know, a local incident to a national incident like right away, and that, that hurts your brand. So I, I just think being anti-business years ago really hurt the beach now. What's your take on like spring break here? Because it's so crazy every single year. My 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 take is it's not well managed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Number one, I think my take number two is people believe that South Beach is something that it's not anymore. Right, like they're, they're they're thinking, oh, we're gonna come here and party. And then they get here and they're like, oh, where's the party? You know. So everybody's just hanging out, and then that's a that's a recipe for disaster, right? Like people, you know, just running into each other and stuff. And, and over the years, it's been a recipe for disaster. Look what we do by contrast on in Ultra, right? We have 150,000 people. That's a ton of people, right? But we do it in a very very methodical. Yeah, venues for it. Yeah, and yeah. and we've learned by the way, it hasn't nothing always been physical super bad ever really happens there. No. What about a lot of mental health issues after Ultra, right? Oh. Weekend? That's yeah, a different that, story. I mean, yeah. I, I, mean right I had to reconsider my whole life after three days at Ultra. Yeah, <laughs> me too. What about Rolling Loud? So Rolling Loud, I think, is in uh, Hard Rock, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's in a state. Out of your jurisdiction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not in, it's not in my jurisdiction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever attended Ultra? I have. In the crowd or were you called no, out no, for being in the, you're in the VIP? No, I just call as mayor to just make sure that everything is, is you know, on the up and up and make sure that all the security protocols are being followed because at the end of the day you know obviously it's a huge event in your city you want to make sure that it goes off smoothly would you say this is the most fun city to be the mayor of oh by far yeah by far i mean like i I, i'll tell you this and i don't know if i should say this but what the hell (laughs) if it i I can only serve two terms so i just got reelected to my second term it'll be over in 2025 if god came down tomorrow and said i will give you a choice to be mayor for a third term or be president of the united states i'd have to think about it Wow. That's how awesome it is to wow. do my job. For sure. Yeah, it's fun. Man. This is a city yeah, I, this is a city I grew up in. This is a city I, I was born in. Like this is in my DNA. And I love it. And I and I enjoyed it. And, and you know, walking my city, which you wouldn't get to do if you're the president, right? Just walk around, right? Like walking and people coming up to you and be like, hey man, you're doing a great job. Thank you so much, which I hear every single day. I, I have this concept of spiritual gas tank, you know, and uh, you know, having a full spiritual gas tank. And th- that's the kind of stuff that fills your gas tank, you know what I mean? It makes you want to keep working hard and grind, you know? I'm sure you guys, when you're out in the street, people are constantly, you know, telling you guys how awesome it is and that that gives you energy. Well, yeah, that fuels sure. you. What, what's like your ultimate goal in life? Well, my ultimate goal in life is to live a life I can be proud of, to live a life that um, me- is meaningful, to live a life of meaning, frankly. Yeah. That's my ultimate goal. Yeah. I mean, like I've been what, very- when we're When your second term is up, what do you do then? Well, I might do something before then. You know what I mean? I might do something after then. I'm looking at a variety of different uh, opportunities in politics. And and then the other thing is, like, I think what happens is if, if it's not in politics, that's okay, too. You know, I think there's, there's this notion that uh, you have to just constantly be in politics, right? And it's sort of lifelong for, forever. And I, listen, I've, I've, I've served. I've done a lot of great things, in, in my opinion. And um, we'll see what God has in store for me next. It's, it's, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a spiritual person and, uh, and I believe that our, our goal in life is to unify ourselves to God's power for us. And, uh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. One thing Sounds I want, like, one thing I wanted to ask too, is like, sure. um, one person I feel like doesn't get a lot of credit for like what he's done in the city is like purple Miami. But what do you think? <laughs> like, what do you think's like the best one. thing he's done for the city? I think he definitely is underappreciated. You think no, so? Purple? Yeah. Yeah. He's the best. Damn. He's a great guy. Does he have a key to the city? He doesn't. We should get him one. You After know what, we get based ours? on this, 
I think I will give him. A should get him one. He hooks me up with a hookah every club I go to. So <laughs> yeah, I love it. In that case, yeah. And then when that that, that, that makes it automatic, right? Yeah. No, Pur- Purple's a great guy. He works hard. He's you know, look, it's it's people like Purple. It's realtors. You know, realtors are people that are working hard, man. They're grinding. They make commission, but they go out. <laughs> Did I hit you on a good one? No, now? he loves Purple Miami. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah Pur- Purple's big great. Big fan. Purple's great. He so waits valid. in line. Who isn't? Who isn't? He doesn't fan. get walked in. He waits in line. Oh, you wait? Yeah. Okay, Sometimes he gets, gets, gets us turned away. Yeah, but before we came in, Mary Francis, Steiny said that you can't skip lines at restaurants or like, he was basically saying he has more sauce than you in Miami. I absolutely would never say such a thing. How did... Yeah, you, I thought you said that, but when you... It's all good. Did oh, you say that when you went out? You said if we went to live, we have more sauce than Mayor Francis. I, I think he does, for sure. That's for outrageous. Sure. That is outrageous. That was before I the whole. Never. That was before the whole key talk. So sorry <laughs> I would never that. say that. Yeah, that's right. We don't want to unwind this. We don't yeah, want to go backwards. No, we right? Need that straight up. I love it. Uh, I love it. No, this has been amazing, though. Yeah, no, thanks, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Seriously. Yeah, this is awesome. We love this city, and hopefully, we'll move here soon. So come back. Oh, no, we're, we're definitely. We to, we're definitely. I mean, we're here all the time. I know. Yeah, I know. we love being here. We run into you guys all over the country, so it's yeah, all good. Exactly. Um, and let us know if you want us to do anything with your podcast. We're in, of course. I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. What's the name one more time? It's Cafecito Tech Talk. Yeah, okay. we'll put the link in the description. Check that out. Appreciate. Let it. us know if you guys want us to do the mayor's podcast. We're more than happy. <laughs> I hope. I hope they say yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Cool. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you. All right, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, man. This is awesome. Thanks, brother. Thank you.